Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. I know some of you right now, you're battling. And if you're not battling, you're on your way to a battle because that's just what life is. It's full of battles. And I just want to encourage you this morning, stay in the fight. Keep battling because there's a reward on the other side of it. Don't forget to remember, you're not fighting for nothing. Don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember the reward. Don't forget to remember the benefits. Think on it again and again and again. There, church, there is nothing that can compare to eternity. There is nothing that can compare to heaven. There is nothing in this life. That would have gone on with work schedules and not, but amen. Thankful to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And uh, while you're still standing, I invite you to turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Amen. We're going to read verses 25 through 29. of the NIV this morning. This is what the Bible says. Now the Israelites have been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. And David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And they repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. And when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. David responded, Now what have I done? Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. Amen. I just wanted to talk to us for the next little bit uh, from this title. Don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember. And the Lord bless you. You may be seated. I, uh, reminders are a great thing, right? They're a great thing. Um, I heard a story just here recently of a young preacher who was going to preach. And he, uh, he was going to preach his very first sermon. And he just wanted to have this smashing introduction. And, and so I can tell you from experience that introductions can be difficult, uh, especially for your very first sermon. Uh, even to this day, I still get a little bit nervous when I step to 
uh, a pulpit. Um, and the difficult part most of the time is just getting started. Uh, but once you get started, you kind of find yourself in that vein and, and everything is good. So I can relate. And this young preacher, he just wanted an awesome introduction. And so he went to an, an older pastor that he knew and he asked him, he said, do you know of any surefire introductions that are just guaranteed to get everyone's attention? And the old preacher, he said, as a matter of fact, I've got an illustration uh, that works every single time. And this is what he said. He said, when you walk to the pulpit, he said, I want you to make this statement. And the statement is, some of the greatest days of my life have been spent in the arms of another man's wife. And he said, and then pause and then just say, my mother. He said, but make sure you pause. He said, make sure you pause before you say that. And then also he told them, don't forget to tell your wife what you're about ready to do, which is, which is something that I need to take note of myself. Uh, <laughs> Well, the fateful Sunday arrived, and, uh, and, and the, the young preacher inexperienced was getting ready to walk to the pulpit, but that morning he had two problems. The first problem is he was just, he was so just extremely nervous, and secondly, he had forgotten to tell his wife what he was getting ready to say, and so he walks up, he clears his throat, and he says, some of the greatest days of my life have been spent in the arms of another man's wife and he paused while his wife was very hot tempered and she just took notice of it and stood up and stormed the pulpit and he is just nervous shaking in his shoes doesn't he's stammering and stuttering and he says and for the life of me I can't remember who she was <laughs> it pays to remember <laughs> It pays to remember, amen, to, to forget to remember can be very costly. Reminders are a good thing. Uh, reminders, uh, they have it in your, in your phone now. You can just say, hey, remind me in five minutes to do this. And remind me at three o'clock today to call so-and-so. Or if you are really risky and you have your GPS set up on your phone where it knows your location, you can tell your phone, hey, when I am at Walmart, remind me to get eggs. Remind me to get this. And whenever you get to Walmart, your phone will buzz you and, and it will be the reminder that pops up on your phone. Uh, anybody in here, did you go through ever have the Palm Pilots whenever those were a big thing? You had a Palm Pilot? Wow. The Palm Pilot generation in here. I just remember being a young kid thinking that was just the coolest thing uh, to have that little stylus pen thing to just, you know, we just thought we were so important, didn't we? I just gonna, I just gotta keep. Yep, that one date that I gotta remember, I gotta write that down. Now, some of you are probably super busy and you had to have a Palm Pilot, but hey, reminders are a good thing. They're a great thing to be able to remember. Because it could be very costly uh, if we forget. First Samuel 17 tells the story of David and Goliath. And 
this piece of scripture is, is really intriguing to me because as we read in our text, they tell David what the benefits are going to be. They tell David uh, uh, the benefits of what's going to happen to the man that defeats Goliath. And David basically hears the benefits and he says, can you tell me that again? It's, a, it's, it's really quite funny. Verse 25, now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. And the king's going to give great wealth to the man who kills him. He's going to give him his daughter in marriage and is, is, uh, will exempt his family from taxes. And David asked the men standing near him, what will be done to the man who kills this Philistine and removes him from the disgrace from Israel? Who is this? And the Bible says in verse 27, they repeated to him what they had said before. They just told him again, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. They go through the whole scenario again. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to tell you again. I want you to remember again, amen, what it is that we're doing in this life for Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, Job is considered one of the oldest books in the Bible. And from the lips of one of the greatest liars came one of the greatest truths that you'll ever read. This is what Satan said to the Lord. Doth not Job fear God for naught? In other words, he's saying, you know as well as I do, there's something he's getting out of this. And that, and the lesson that you can get from this verse is, even the devil knows that it costs to serve him, but it pays to serve the Lord. So in this wild and crazy and getting weirder by the second world that we live in, let me just remind you that it's just logical and sane to live the way that we live. There used to be a time where it mattered that you could back something up with the Bible. That day is no more. Nobody cares that you can back it up with Scripture. Nobody cares that you can prove it with scripture. We have entered into a season of itching ears. Tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell me what I need to hear. Second Timothy chapter four told us that this day would come. It says there will be a time that comes when people will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Fables. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in fables, but I want the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. It's a fable to say that truth is relative. It's a fable to say that it doesn't really matter how you believe. It's a fable that says all roads lead to heaven and it doesn't really matter. But I'm thankful today for the clear voices that step behind this pulpit that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. Is there anybody thankful for the benefits you have of serving the Lord? 
There's no other life that I'd rather be living. There's no other place that I'd rather be. There's no one else that I'd rather be serving. And I'm here today to help you remember that it's a good life living for the Lord. You see, as Christians, we enjoy the best of both worlds. Because this is what, this is what Jesus said, Brother England. This is what Jesus said. He hit on it almost earlier. Everyone that hath forsaken houses or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. The word a hundredfold means 10,000 times more in this life and in the world to come everlasting life you shall receive a hundredfold and inherit everlasting life you see some of us we we come into church sometimes and we thought that we just had one brother or two sisters or a couple siblings here or three siblings there but right now you're filled in a room right now full of brothers and sisters amen you have brothers and sisters on the other side of this world right now and you don't even know what their names are but there's coming a day where there's going to be a family reunion and I'm here to help you remind you of that day don't forget to remember we don't just live for this life amen we are living for the life that is to come amen in everlasting life and I just want to remind you of that today amen if you're not going to serve the Lord I sure hope you're enjoying this world if somebody and I don't believe that's anybody here but if somebody's not going to serve the Lord I just hope that you're enjoying this world because that is as close to heaven as you're going to get but if you are serving the Lord, this is as close to hell as you're ever going to get. David's the young boy, and his trip to this battle was an intrusion into the world of his bigger brothers. He says, what, what, have, I, what have I now done? What, what are you so upset about now? What have, what, what have I done now that's got you so upset? I, if you remember the story, David's father had sent David to the battle to get a report. He was basically, go, go see how your brothers are doing. Here's some cheese sandwiches. Take them down to your brothers. Give it to them. Get a report. Bring it back to me. Let's, let's just see how they're doing. And so, the, but, but unbeknown to David, his whole life is getting ready to change. And the reason for that change is obvious. David is about ready to win the favor of the king. Listen to me. There is nothing in this world more valuable than the favor of the king. I hope and pray that that's how you feel today because there is nothing that can take the place of having the king of kings look upon your life and smile. That's what I want for my life and that's what I want for this church. I want him to look down and smile at the songs we sing. I want him to look down and smile at our message and at our fellowship. I want the favor of Jesus on this church and on my life 
I want, yes, I want to be liked by people, but that's not my goal because nothing is going to be great, bring greater revival than the favor of God being on this church. Proverbs 16 and 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. When you have the favor of God, it takes the enemy completely out of the equation. But where does that favor come from? When a man's ways please the Lord. Church, don't forget that it pays to serve the Lord. It pays to live for Jesus. Scripture says no good thing will he upheld to them that walks uprightly. And also says, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Do you understand that this morning? Don't delight in things. We don't delight in stuff. It's not stuff that we delight in, but it's delight thyself in the Lord and he'll give you everything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be what? Added. Added. I like that word. You see, serving God and living for God and putting him first is never subtraction, but it's always addition. God just keeps adding and adding and blessing. And David said, David said, is, is there not a cause? You see, that's his response to the reward. <laughs> is there not a cause? His brother said, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing here? And he said, what are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I doing here? He says, did you just hear what that guy said is going to happen to the man who kills this uncircumcised Philistine? Did you just hear what the reward is? Did you hear what's going to happen to them? He says, you get money, you get the girl, and no taxes. He said, what do you mean what am I doing here? I just heard one of the greatest reasons in the world to be here. I'm here to help somebody today. The reason that I am excited is because I am personally convinced this morning of the reward that's going to come to us if we win this battle. I'm convinced not only are we going to win, but I am convinced of the benefits that's going to come from winning that battle. Hear me right now. You're not fighting this battle for nothing. The God that we serve is a rewarder to them that seek him diligently. This God that we serve has always rewarded the conqueror. Revelation chapter 2 and I believe even chapter 3 is filled with rewards for those that overcome, for those that are conquerors. You remember what the scripture says? To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna and will give to him a white stone and a new name. To him that overcometh and keepeth my works, I will give him power over the nations. To him that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. I will not blot his name out of the book of life. Watch this. But I will confess his name before the angels did you hear that if I overcome Jesus is going to talk about me in heaven 
If I'm an overcomer, Jesus is going to spread the news to the angels gathered around. I know some of you right now, you're battling. And if you're not battling, you're on your way to a battle because that's just what life is. It's full of battles. And I just want to encourage you this morning, stay in the fight. Keep battling because there's a reward on the other side of it. Don't forget to remember you're not fighting for nothing. You're not battling for nothing. You remember what the Lord said to Satan in Job? He says, hast thou considered my servant Job? And he goes through the upright man, all, all good things, all good qualities, everything that's about Job. He says, hast thou not considered my servant or hast thou considered my servant Job? That's Job chapter 1. Then you flip over to Job 2, and he says it again. Hast thou considered my servant Job? Not once, but twice did the Lord recommend Job for the test. How do you have to live in order for God to recommend you for an assignment? He that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God and I will write him upon him my new name. To him that overcometh. Genesis 22, many people don't understand the ramifications of this verse. Genesis 22, and it says this, And Abraham called the name of this place Jehovah-Jireh, which means God is my provider. We sang about it this morning. Scripture goes on to say, As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord shall be seen. Then you go all the way to the New Testament, James chapter 2. This, listen to this. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You have to see this. No one had ever called the Lord by that name until... Abraham did it. But because Abraham pleased the Lord by calling him that name, he said, I'm going to call you my friend. And because of that, you get the honor of knowing something about me that nobody else knows. You see, when your life pleases God, you are granted access into something that not everybody else is granted access into. When your life pleases God, you get to go to another level that not everybody is on that level. When your life pleases God, he brings you in just a little bit closer and allows you to see things that nobody else can see. Here's what the reward is, David. You get the money, and you get the girl, and your father's house is going to be free. And David heard that, and he said, can you say that again? Can you, 
I, I don't want to forget that. Can you tell me that again? I'm not quite sure I heard you, but can you please tell me again? And they told him again. And David looks at Goliath, and he looks at the reward. Amen. And the longer that he looks at the reward, the smaller that that giant began to be in his vision. Amen. The smaller and the bigger that the reward became. Amen. You see, the reasons that giants seem so big to people and our burdens so heavy and our fears so overpowering and our valleys so uncrossable is because we have not really considered the benefit of the reward. Amen. When you start really looking at it and you start really thinking about what the Bible says and the promises we have and the benefits that there is for living for the Lord. You remember what Ephesians said? Paul wrote this in Ephesians. Ephesians 1.18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. There's a calling on your life and the deal is if you'll answer that call, it's not going to be for nothing because God keeps good books. Church, it's going to pay off one of these days and when you get into that word and and you see the benefits not only what he'll do for us right here but what's coming down the pipeline what where we're headed to amen the longer you think about the benefits you think to yourself man this is nothing compared to what i get what i'm going through is nothing compared to where i'm headed it's, it, it, does, it pales in comparison and that's what I'm here to remind you of this morning don't forget to remember don't forget to remember the reward don't forget to remember the benefits think on it again and again and again there, church there is nothing that can compare to eternity there is nothing that can compare to heaven there is nothing in this life that could even come close it baffles me as our music comes this morning. It baffles me how cheaply I've seen people trade in the Lord and his church. I've seen people sell out. I've seen people walk away. And for what? Money position thinking that there's greater benefits on the other side I've seen people and it just totally blows me away how cheaply we can trade in this how cheaply but then it dawns on me they decided to delight themselves in stuff rather than the Lord and I'm here to tell somebody that the benefit of that is just here. The reward for that is just here. But the reward that I'm preaching to you today is for the here and the there. I want to remind you today that serving the Lord is worth it all. It is worth it all. It is worth everything that we go through. David, if you can kill the giant, 
You're going to get freed from what? Taxes. What does that mean? It means he'll free you. Church, this God that we serve is a deliverer. That's why I like it that we still sing them old songs from time and time again because what are they? They remi- they're reminders. Won't we have a time when we get over yonder? Won't we have a time? Or how about this? Some glad morning. when I- Come on, we're going to fly away one of these days. Amen. Where? To a home on God's celestial shore. What are they? They're good reminders. We're not just on a stroll here. It reminds us we're on a journey and we're headed somewhere. There's a reward for this life. That's why I'm not bashful about still preaching gates of pearl and streets of gold. Amen. I'm not ashamed to preach about a city where the Lamb is the light. I don't want to forget where I'm headed. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. We're on our way. We're on our way. We're headed somewhere. Somewhere beyond the blue. He's a rewarder. Would you stand with me this morning, church? Don't forget to remember. I want to be an overcomer. Why? Because there's a reward. There's a benefit. Pharaoh told Moses, he said, okay. He said, you can go, but don't go very far. Just don't go very far. And Moses said, nah, that's, that's not going to work. And Pharaoh says, okay, you, you can leave, but leave your wife and your, and your children. You can go, but they're going to stay. And Moses said, that's not going to work either. And Pharaoh said, okay, well, we'll let your wife go, and we'll let your kids go, and we'll let you go. But leave your flocks, leave your herds, leave your cows, leave your sheep. You see, he's trying to negotiate with Moses. And that's the exact same thing that Satan does to you. He's like, okay, serve the Lord on Sunday. But on Monday, come back over here where you belong. You can go to church. Don't go very far. But when it, service is over, come back, come, back to, come back to where you belong. Don't go very far. Don't get sold out. And if that doesn't say, he'll say, okay, the men can go, but the wives and the children, they're going to stay. Dad, you can go to church, but don't expect your family to follow. Don't expect them to live the same way. Don't expect them to worship the same way. And if that's not the case, okay, would you leave your fox here? Would you, you, you can go, but would you leave your herd here? And I love what Moses says. Moses says, let me explain something to you. And I love how, his, how Moses responds to Pharaoh. He says this. He said, we're leaving. We're going. And we're all going. 
And when we leave, we're not ever coming back. And you can't have our family. And you can't have our sacrifice. You can't have our children. You can't have none of it. And I love this. He says, when we leave, we ain't coming back. And this is what the scripture says, Exodus 20. Not a hoof is going to be left behind. That's the deal that you got to make with Satan. Satan, you can't have our families. You can't have our sacrifice. And when we leave here, we're never coming back. I'm not going back to that lifestyle. I'm not going back to that addiction. I'm not going back to that way of life. God has delivered us and we're never going back. What did Romans say? For I reckon that the sufferings of this present, this present time, are not worthy to be compared to the glory which is going to be revealed in us. Let me remind you today, church, you win. You win. Don't forget it. Remind yourself. And just like when David heard the reward, it sounds almost too good to be true. I get this. I get freed. I get the girl. I get the I get the money. It sounds almost too good to be true and sometimes it overwhelms new believers because they come in and they think I get, I get this. I get to be delivered from that junk. I get to be delivered from that mess. I get to be in the bride. I get the benefits of this. And I'm telling you, remember, don't forget to remember, it pays to remember, it pays to, it, this life, it's a good life living for the Lord, and it's going to pay off one of these days, it pays off in this day, and it's going to pay off in that day, forget not his benefits. You bow your head, close your eyes as they begin to sing. Maybe there are some here today that's forgotten. Maybe there are some here today that just find themselves a little rattled in the spirit, a little unfocused, and not really sure where the next step's going to land. I'm here to preach you today. Look up. Look up. Remember. Remind yourself. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.